Hello, hello, beloved. Welcome to Walking in Wisdom podcast. My name is Jenny G, and you're listening to the everyday life of a Black girl navigating faith, love, business, and holistic wealth with wisdom. My heart is that every episode, you leave feeling a little bit better, a little bit stronger, and a whole lot wiser. In this episode, we are going to be talking about a enemy that has been knocking us out from the very beginning, and that enemy is self-doubt. And in this episode, you can expect to hear, what is it? What's the definition of self-doubt? How does it show up or look like in our life? And how do we overcome it? Let's get into it. So let's start off first with the proverb of the day or saying of the day. And today's saying is from uh, Hannock McCarty. And the saying says, it's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. Again, it's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. So <laughs> when I first first read this quote, I was like, hmm, it's not who I am. Okay, I know who I am. I think I am smart, kind, all of this jazz, all of this awesome sauce, right? And, you know, I'm pretty confident in, in certain aspects of my personality. But when I read this quote and it says, it's not who you are, it's who you think you're not. I had to pause and reflect on who do I think I'm not, right? And your actions will, will or your procrastination really <laughs> will tell you who you think you're not. So if you're a business owner and you find yourself just not putting it all in into your business, you may not think that you are someone who is deserving to be wealthy. If you are someone who knows that they can do better in their finances, but for whatever reason, you find yourself just in a cycle starting over, you may think that you may not believe that you are someone who deserves to not be stressed out about money, right? If you are someone who is always focusing on uh, the negativity <laughs> in relationships in in the dating space, you you may not think that you are someone who can ever be in a loving, thriving, godly relationship. So I had to really think about what are what are my actions? What are my decisions saying that I believe, right? Because it's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. So if you don't think that you're deserving to be wealthy, if you don't think that you are deserving to be stress-free when it comes to your money, if you don't truly believe that you deserve to be in a loving, thriving relationship, then your actions, your procrastination will show that. 
So let's get into this episode. As you guys know, we have a love for words here. So we are going to start off first with defining self-doubt and honestly defining doubt first. So when I looked up the Webster definition of doubt, it means to lack confidence in, distrust, to be uncertain, uncertainty of belief or opinion that often interferes with decision making. The etymology of the word, it comes from the Latin dubitare, which means to doubt, to question, to hesitate, and to waver in opinion, to have to choose between two things. I think the part of the definition that really stood out for me is this idea of wavering between two things. So the waver, the uncertainty of the decision of what decision, excuse me, that you want to make. So self-doubt has been defined as uncertainty about one's abilities, potential for success or competence in performance situations. And what I love about defining a word before we look deeply into the word is just, it gives more context and more meat to how to properly unpack self-doubt, right? So if you have uncertainty about one's ability, you're really, according to the word, wavering between two things when it comes to your abilities. You could be wavering between disbelief of who you think you are, come on, quote, or (laughs) you can be wavering between this idea of your potential Because part of self-doubt is doubting your potential for success. So I am looking forward to really anchoring this for me because I've wrestled with self-doubt. Last year in 2020, it was a very, very tumultuous year for me because outside of the fact that we were all living through a global pandemic, panorama, I was also experiencing a lot of internal stretching and I felt like a lot of the things that I really knew about myself was shaken. So I experienced a lot of self-doubt and started to look back into the study of this. This is not my first go around in studying self-doubt because I think self-doubt creeps up every now and then for everyone that's normal. I've been studying this for seven, eight years, and I really wanted to take the time to really unpack what does it mean to get to a place where you're not uncertain about your abilities, where you're not uh, second-guessing your potential for success, for wealth, for growth. Uh, Get to a place where you're not second-guessing your competence when it comes to your job, when it comes to your business. So I had to go back. And where I started off is with an anchor story in the Bible. The first time that I saw doubt or doubt emerge in the Bible is actually in the very beginning in the story of the fall of man. The word doubt is not mentioned per se, but the feeling and the consequences of doubt, I feel like 
was very apparent. So the fall of man can be found in the Bible in Genesis 2, verse 15 and 17, and Genesis 3, verse 1 through 7. I am just going to focus on just a portion, specifically the conversation between the serpent and the woman, because I believe that this highlights a significant significant truth about what it looks like to waver between two opinions, what it looks like to be unsure about about what's the best next step, right? So it says, the Lord commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not eat. And just for context, I don't want to assume that everybody knows or reads the Bible. This is in the beginning where God has placed both Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, he instructs Adam to name all of the animals, all of the trees. And when he gives the woman as a good gift (laughs) to the man, because he saw that he needed a companion, he gave an instruction specifically to Adam saying that you, you can surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was in the middle of the garden, you shall not eat. Now, what I love about this command from the Lord is that the command carried instruction. It was very clear (laughs) what to do and what not to do. It had direction and it also had a bit of warning if you continue to read in the story. There was absolutely no uncertainty between what was acceptable and what wasn't. Now, the serpent then comes to the woman and says, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. Now, I just want to highlight, it's so subtle, y'all, <laughs> the way that doubt works. So subtle. The enemy didn't shift the, the core aspect of the message. He only shifted one or two words because he recognized that when we put confusion in a little dose, it's enough to derail us from the knowledge that we have about a thing, right? So if you look at and break break down the difference between what God said and what the serpent repeated to the woman, one of the main difference that you will notice is that when God commanded, he said, you could surely eat of every, uh, every tree. You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good. So it came from a place of abundance. When the serpent repeated it to the woman, he said, did God actually say? So first of all, just actually say, doubting already (laughs) what God said and saying of any tree of the garden. No, no. The Lord did not say you couldn't eat any tree. He said this specific tree, you can have every tree, but this specific tree. And this for you, I, I wanted to 
to really like unpack and stick on because I think that's what doubt does to our mind. Doubt gets us to a place where we are thinking from a place of lack instead of from a place of abundance. When self-doubt, doubt overall creeps in, we are thinking, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough, which I don't remember where I heard that. That's usually the three, most of the fears that humans experience can be can be categorized within those three. I am not enough. I don't have enough or um, something is not enough. I don't remember what I just said. So <laughs> these are the key takeaways that I I received from this story from the original fall of man. What God says, when God speaks to you about a vision, about a dream, about a business, about a new area of growth, it's usually positive. It usually has affirmation. It oftentimes contains instruction and it's always given from a place of abundance, right? But when the enemy says something, it usually agitates this feeling of deprivation in you. It shows up as if there's lack in your life, as if you're missing out on something. And it's negative because it instills fear. So the main takeaways that I want to share with you guys as I am unpacking how to overcome self-doubt is to really understand that self-doubt is rooted in this idea of deprivation or lack. So what I've been learning to do is whenever I experience self-doubt, I need to pause and reflect. Am I Am I making a decision based off of abundance or am I making a decision based off of deprivation? The second takeaway that came up from this story for me was doubt is infectious, right? Y'all, y'all have heard the back and forth sometimes that happens between men and women about whose fault is it <laughs> that we have to deal with the hot mess of the world? when it comes to the fall of man. And the reality of it is the the main idea is that doubt is infectious. So the, the enemy was able to infect the woman who then affected the man who caused both of them to experience um, a loss by being kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And that's another point that I want to share, right? Whenever you experience something that causes you to doubt the goodness of God, the goodness of his character, God is not like man. He is not a liar. He's always going to be faithful to his word, to his promise, even if he has to get to the point where he keeps his promise to himself by coming down and becoming man. Come on, Jesus, <laughs> to make sure that the um, the promise is withheld. So I, I, I've been reflecting on this, that as a believer, anything that has you questioning the goodness, the love, the sovereignty, and the all-knowing of God needs to be questioned. 
that thing that has you second guessing your competence, second guessing your your potential for success, second guessing whether or not you are going to be able to perform needs to be doubted because according to the word, it says that God equips you. It says that all good things, he has all good things planned for those who love him, who trust in him. So really, really getting to a place where if it has, if it's having you wavering on whether or not to believe God at his word, to believe that whatever decision you're trying to make, if, if on the flip side, it's to second guess who God is, y'all just, just choose the other, (laughs) choose God, (laughs) right? So self-doubt, how it oftentimes works out is it will have you, it will work on your insecurities and fears that you are missing out. And the takeaway for me from that was you have to learn about your insecurities. You have to understand your trigger points, right? I, as a money coach, it's hard to create a plan for a person without first understanding what triggers that person in their finances. And it's the same thing in just every area of your life. You need to understand your triggers so that you can create a strategy when life tries to push that button. So you don't want to get blindsided by your insecurities. You don't want to get blindsided by those fears. One of my favorite songs from uh, another artist that I love is Jonathan McReynolds' Cycles. And part of the lyric, I might butcher this, says, the devil learns from your mistake, even when you don't. That's how you get in cycles, right? So if you are not constantly learning about your triggers, about the mistakes and that you've made, right? And not from a place where you're condemning yourself, but you're really taking the time to just, how did I get here? (laughs) How did I get here? There's a song that I almost, almost, I contained it in my belly. I almost desired to let out a little one or two. (laughs) So I guess the, the, this takeaway really focuses on study yourself right? And uncertainty can only be cleared with data, with truth, and with action. This is how you overcome self-doubt. You will never overcome self-doubt if you stay in your head, if you stay going back and forth between two decisions. Because ultimately, what clears up that self-doubt, what clears up that confusion is data. You need information. You need to know what's the best option, a pros and a cons list, seek out some wise counsel, seek seek out people that's been in the space that you are in and get their input, their insight and truth. And the truth that works for me is the word of God, understanding that if I am exposed to a new thing, if I am exposed to a new area of growth, that I am not there to fail. (laughs) God does not want me to get to a place where life takes me out, right? 
of course, there's a balance between humility. There's a balance between testing, right? Developing the perseverance and the endurance, but none of that is meant to break you. And the last is action. You got to choose one. This was the biggest gift that I gave myself. It was the confidence and the knowledge of God is God enough to redirect me when I make a wrong decision. This gave me so much freedom. Like, who who do I think I am (laughs) to think that God, who is God, can't overcome a mistake that I've made, right? So learn that you don't have to act on fear or high emotions. Really don't make a decision if you are experiencing a lot of fear or a lot of high emotion. Take a minute, take a pause and breathe. Because if you're making decisions primarily based on deprivation, on fear or frantic or a sense of missing out, you're going to choose unwisely. So pause, pause and seek out counsel, pause and seek out the word of God, pause and know that you are not deficient. <laughs> and um, and I guess the, the final thing that I want to share is, is a tool that I've learned in therapy. My therapist uses this fact, story, and meaning activity. So imagine the story. The story is a big circle in the middle. On the left side of the circle is the facts, the facts that come out of the story. And then on the right side of the circle is meaning. It's the meaning that we assign to that story, right? So they're interlocking. The story that we tell, there's facts in it (laughs) that are most of the time objective. They're pretty straightforward, point blank and period. And from from those facts, from, from that information, you generate a meaning. What was powerful for me in understanding how to use this tool, and I'm just starting to really activate it in my life, is that the meaning of a story can change based on the fact that you have. Facts are just what, what that what we say it is facts right it they don't carry meaning we assign meaning to facts so my story can shift depending on the value and the meaning that i assign to it so i i am in a space where i believe that self doubt does not have to be a crippling thing it does have to become something that is managed and well. So we manage it well by understanding that God's goodness, God's goodness is always going to trump any fear, any sense of deprivation that happens in my life. So ultimately, I hope that you got some major gems from this episode. Let me know what's something that resonated with you. Do you find yourself dealing with a lot of self-doubt? What's a learn that you have from this episode? And as always, I hope that you are leaving feeling a little bit better, a little bit stronger, and a whole lot wiser. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Walking in Wisdom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at at Walking in Wisdom podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you episodes that you love. And if you really, really love it, please share it out with one or two of your friends. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so that I can continue to bring you content that helps you on your journey of growth. See you next time.